I'm trying to think. Don't try too hard. Oh, no, I know. Like, my brain will explode. Welcome to Pub Indie. I'm Ann R. Bailey. And I'm Tammy Cavanaugh. Today, we were going to talk about our anxieties on writing and publishing, but instead, let's talk fantasy YA and Shadow and Bone. So grab a drink, sit back, and let's chat. So, Tammy, what did I force you to do this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you forced me to watch Shadow and Bone. And um, I ended up binging it. I had read the first book after your recommendation. I'd heard of, I've heard of the series before, don't get me wrong. I had heard of the series. Basic sum up of my experience. First episode, didn't really care for it. The editing was weird. There was a lot of information being dumped on me. Um, I wasn't really expecting to cut off to the crows. I kind of feel like that did it a disservice um, in a way. I yeah. think we could have waited for the crows for the second episode and maybe have that be all about them finding out about what's happened in the fold. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> I remember watching it, and I guess this is telling. I was getting kind of bored with the episode, and all of a sudden... I go get a cup of water and I come back and I'm like, wait, what's going on? Wait, they have a manifesto and they know who was on the ship, but she wasn't even supposed to be on there. How did they get their information on that? Yeah, the the way time moved was very confusing to me. And that had to do with how they decided to edit the different places together. I think a lot more time passed than I was allowed to feel like it had passed. I know in the books, for example, that months go by, essentially, if I'm not mistaken, like seasons change. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Definitely more Mm -hmm. than a week. Right. It really felt like a week. And it's like, wow, that's a lot to happen in a week. Um, and just travel. I don't think they gave a very good um, idea of how travel works and how long it takes, which I think is really important for these types of shows that still depend on carriages mm-hmm. and horses. Um, it looks like there's trains, as we find out later on, but not widespread, I guess. Yeah. I can see why, considering how at war this world seems to be in, that... Oh, but it's okay. This is a YA, right? (laughs) Exactly. And we've had a few discussions, which is what prompted us to decide to do this instead of anxiety, which is actually causing me to be rather anxious to change. Oh, no. That's okay. We'll we'll deal with that next week, next month. This is to make me feel better because. Talking about my anxieties was making me anxious. So I was like, let's let's put a pause on that. (laughs) Keeps getting set on fire and I'd like it to Yes, that's true. That's true. Maybe we should put off the anxiety one for a little while. When we're in Um, a space. Or when we could just laugh about it rather than like go hide in a corner and cry. So yeah, we've discussed this a Mm -hmm. few times. We keep on reminding ourselves this is a YA book. This is a YA book, which is unfortunate in some respects because there is such a cookie cutter expectation of YA books that I feel like it did this story almost a disservice in the world building area. I know in the book, I was always annoyed at how little Alina seemed to understand about the country she's Mm -hmm. grown up in. I would expect a character, even an orphan, to have a better understanding of the world. Well, she's an orphan, but I mean, she was educated and adopted at that orphanage. I would assume so. I just know that when I read the book, I was like, how does she not know this about her own country? Or (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that I was just like... She should have her own biases about things. And yeah. So there's a few differences from the books and the movie or TV show. I'm calling it a really long movie. Uh, (laughs) Because I basically binged it like one. 
<laughs> Do you remember when people thought Lord of the Rings was a very long movie and who would ever sit around for that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to Netflix. Um, <laughs> but what I really found interesting was how it seemed that they were hinting that she had a bit of a prejudice against Grisha herself. Mm. Her and Mal were watching them training and she's like, ugh, of course, like kind of rolling her eyes at them and oh, they think they're so much better. That would be really interesting to explore. You don't particularly like this group of people and then suddenly you discover, oh, you're part of them. Yeah. Um, the other thing I liked that they changed from the books was like her relationship with Mal. They actually seem to be close and really care for each other even before the separation between the two of them. Whereas from, again, from my memory, I read these books like over a year ago. He was very like distant with her. He prioritized other people. <laughs> she was kind of on the back burner. Yeah, that's kind of how I remember it too. And I agree that the changes they made in their relationship were good. However, the one thing I did like about Book Mal was that he had a life. <laughs> like, he did things. What? He was, he was interested in women other than her. I know that, that they're means- pushing the whole, they've always been meant for each other yeah. and they were always... They were always going to end up to with each other as a personal preference. I'm not unless it's like an actual romance book where mm-hmm. it's like that's you know the what you're getting it. into. Yeah, I'm not a fan of. Oh, this is the first person I ever met, the first boy I ever met, and he's the only one. He's the one I will end up with. Like I knew from the moment I started the book that oh, this is end goal. Mm-hmm. The guy she grew up with, the guy she's known her whole life, the guy who I don't know. No, for sure. I think it's and I know you're so unromantic. Haha. Just kidding. I'm throwing you under the bus, but so am I. I'm going under the bus with you there's something about soulmates or that soulmate trope in ya and fantasy and adults like except for romance it annoys me it just happens too often that's really what it what it comes down yeah. to yeah i i think soulmate t type stuff is great for a romance if you want to like fast track to like the relationship in a certain way like so that's fine but i don't really care for it when it comes to my fantasy and science fiction i'm looking for like real people in a different world who have social constraints that they have to you know conform to and expectations that they have to follow well and sometimes you know even looking at our lives and stuff like things just don't always work out so i did mention that i liked the change they made with mal and her however later on in the show it kind of causes a problem and i know you know what i'm getting at (laughs) but it's basically when she finds out oh he's not replying to my letters oh he must not like me and she agrees to have that scar that reminds her of him get you know erased away she's like i will embrace my new life which in a way good job in the books it was almost like yeah why would you even second guess mal like he's clearly even before you left the army he was kind of already you know distancing himself from you of course it's believable yeah in the show why why would you throw that away why would you get like so oh no he must not like me (laughs) yeah there's so many reasons even when i was reading the book actually there were so many reasons i could think of as to why he wouldn't be responding to her letters like he's in an army Mm -hmm. again we don't see a progression of time in the show at least not very clearly yeah we don't know how long it takes to travel even it seemed to take one day to ride from that encampment to the little palace yeah but i think in the book it takes longer i'm pretty sure or at least 
like they fast travel a bit. This also leads to kind of another topic. I keep leading into things. She just seems so not, I want to say corruptible, but not corruptible, just very easily influenced. Swayed. Swayed. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Words. (laughs) (laughs) She's very easily swayed. One comment from someone makes her question everything she knows. By this point, later on in the series, she's gotten really attached to the Darkling, and she trusts him, and he's being nice to her, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden... She's told, no, he's the evil one. You should run away by someone who's done nothing but like hit her and try and make her like control her powers. But why does she trust this random person more than a Darkling who she's actually spent time with? I just wish it was done in a more believable way or that, you know, Alina herself as the main character could be more savvy or maybe like question things more. I don't know. Or find her unsent letters when she's snooping around in his, his office when he's not around. Like I was very thrown off by how quickly she agreed to run away mm-hmm. like she just had the greatest night of her life it helped a little bit that she runs into mal inside the little palace and there's that horrible but that also adds to the whole oh that well that life is gone it's a bit disappointing like you say she's just she's swayed so quickly her emotions just change her feelings about a thing change based on other people telling herself not on her figuring it out can't expect it to be like an actual adult fantasy book in which case there would have been a lot more politicking going on she would have been a little more sad she probably would have been older too i do wonder what the story would be like if the character herself was an older character i wouldn't have minded if she started out in this place of being naive and you know not really knowing how things work it totally makes sense you know and this is why we even wanted to have this discussion we really love fantasy we want to watch more we want more to be made (laughs) yeah so please netflix more (laughs) (laughs) yes please i'm looking forward to the next witcher season Mm -hmm. that's gonna be good so much that could be explored the whole nina plot line Mm -hmm. i personally really enjoyed it i honestly think that it was a little bit of a waste to spend so much time on the boat i would have liked to have uh, met nina a little earlier before she got kidnapped Mm mm-hmm and get to know her as a person because also her giving up her entire life for this guy who basically kidnapped her was a little uh, weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I needed to know who she really was. I knew what people thought she was. I knew who what Darkling thought she was. I know what the conductor thought she was. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who she really was. I think it could have been used almost to explore the world a little bit more. Like it did introduce another whole country mm-hmm. and their, their perception of Grisha. Yeah. And that was really cool. It could have been a lot of contrast. See, I'm so like conflicted because on one hand I found that the Six of Crows stuff that was in there was a bit it can be taken away it's distracting and giving less time to the main Shadow and Bone plot that being said awesome characters some really yeah. funny moments and yeah. opportunities to see what the world outside of Ravka is like and that's where the editing comes in I think or the story structure if you will if we want to take it back to books mm-hmm. it was almost like they had a first chapter and they made they chopped it up into several different scenes of different groups and I didn't need that for the first chapter. I just need an establishing chapter. Yeah. And the establishing chapter is that this event is happening and it's going to change this world. We're going to learn about this world. And we, we would have learned more. I think like as much as I like her, her parts could have been cut down a lot, especially because mm. a lot of it was just her on the boat hearing that, oh, we're in a storm, kill them if anything happens. And that's all we hear from that scene. But like we really stay on that scene for quite a while. We don't yeah. learn anything new is what I'm saying. And it's almost like by that point, because they're making like goo goo eyes at each other 
each other that of course he's not going to kill her. <laughs> yeah, but what about the other two hanging there who he doesn't even talk to at all? Like there are other Grisha on that ship I know. who we don't even talk to. This Okay, you brought this up to me, but the first time we talked about this, you're like, did, did Alina just forget that she got all those cartographers killed? <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a limited amount of time, and but even a throwaway line or her just being really sad, like, oh, what have I done? In the book, she was just assigned to go, so it wasn't, like, her fault. But in the show, she just got a lot of people killed. <laughs> so I've still been reading some YA, but I find myself slowly moving away, and it's not for me, even though I might like the concepts and the characters, but some things are just so infuriating to the point where, you know, we have to make a podcast about it. They they leave a lot of it up to interpretation. The thing I liked about the show is that they gave it gave the uh, general Kerrigan slash the Darkling more of a backstory. I didn't think he was a bad person when I read the book. I just thought, oh, he's lived for a really long time. Oh, he's, you know, seen horrible things happen to his people, his people who he considered to be the Grisha. Yeah. He doesn't consider Ravka necessarily to be his people. He considers the Grisha to be his people. See, I thought, correct me if I'm wrong, in other countries besides Ravka, Grisha were very, like, looked down upon, you know, burn them at the stake. Yeah. Look what happened to Nina. So why would you run away? Yes, I understand you might not want your child to directly go to the school, but why would you then run to a more dangerous place? I don't really get it. Um, it, there's, there's too much of an attempt to make the Grisha seem evil, but all the that they want is to be safe. If the general has lived as long as he has, he's probably tried. If he's been at this for as long as he has, he's probably tried different ways of protecting his people. But he still doesn't have power. No. He looks like he has power. He doesn't actually have power. Um, the king has power. The queen has power. Not only that, but like if the king and queen decide, oh no, we are also going to start distrusting the Grisha, they can just decide that and start they're all in the little palace <laughs> like all they have to do is attack the little palace and kill all of them and they're that's it that's it's done it, it, i do find it interesting that there are these characters who have all this experience and it's just assumed that they're wrong that they you know they just haven't tried anything else they haven't seen all the other possibilities you know uh, or they should just keep their heads down and you know keep quiet that's what his mom wanted he wanted him to not do anything he's like but people were dying i needed to ha i had the power to help i needed to help and even just like for the country as a whole like, yeah the fact that that fold is there like it needs to be destroyed why is everyone so against his attempts to get it destroyed right honestly i might have given up on the show if not for him yeah well <laughs> full disclosure i i love those types of characters i like those characters who you know they know stuff gandalf knows stuff mm -hmm. he doesn't share it all with everyone it's not his job <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't yeah. explain his himself to any to and everyone. sometimes you have to make those tough decisions like if you think about it gandalf sent frodo on the suicide mission and he knew that yeah but for the greater good and i'm not advocating that but it makes for an interesting story and something interesting to explore it does we've talked a little bit about you know why we have moved away from YA to a certain extent. I would like to point out that a lot of the YA I have been reading, I do sometimes wonder uh, what would this have been like if they were allowed more words, more pages? Uh, would these holes that I'm seeing be filled and fixed? Would, would they be allowed to add extra scenes that would actually make this conclusion that this character comes yeah. to more palatable for me? How many of these books were actually supposed to be adult books and then were optioned to editors 
writers who are like, this is great, but we'd like you to age down the character because YA is so hot right now. Trad publishers have so much control over things and you don't even realize the extent of which they do. I believe in editing. I believe in making sure that your story is tight and that you don't have too much extraneous fluff, although I do enjoy a little bit of fluff. Okay, here's the thing. There wasn't really YA when I was... <laughs> A teenager? Mm -hmm. Certainly wasn't any fantasy YA when I was a teenager at all. Like, I think it was like Babysitter's Club and stuff like that. And I didn't like those books. I was already reading Dragonlance and I read a few books I really should not have been reading at that age. <laughs> We were just desperate and hungry for more books to read. Exactly. And so I think that my concept of a story is like a fantasy story is very different from other people's concepts, like younger people's concepts who have had this glut of YA um, accessibility in their in their lives. This goes back to how we've almost redefined what is a YA book and what is an adult book. Because, for example, Mercedes Lackey, the Arrow series, that's adult, but she starts off the book at like 12 and it's almost like a coming of age story too so i think if it was published in today's day and age even though the it would have probably been categorized as YA, even though very some very dark topics come up in those books. And actually, maybe they would have been edited out. Or edited down. That's the thing yeah. I've heard, is that YA can have some dark topics, but they don't go into the details of it. It's very surface level. Which is maybe why there's like such strong feelings about certain characters. Like, it's so surface level that the nuances aren't there of, you know, well, yeah, that character's like this because of this. I think another of the biggest issues... I see with the whole YA tropes is instead of trying to force the story to hit the beat, explore the kind of differences, like maybe your character's more gray than just like good or bad. <laughs> That's why I'm not really a fan of first person. Another reason why YA isn't really my favorite <laughs> thing to read, uh, first person. It limits it too much and being in the character's head sometimes can be a detriment. For example, I read a YA, they're starving, they're hungry, but all the main character can think about is the hot guy she wants to be with. Which, fair enough, but you're starving and hungry, and do you know what that feels like? But when you're in someone's head, the fact that they're actively starving, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all they can think about is <laughs> the boy. Oh, it's okay. We have to just admit that we're old hags now. <laughs> It's okay, Game of Thrones is coming out with their new prequel series, I guess. I saw the... But yeah, I am glad that while there is still predominantly, like, YA fantasy being produced for TV and stuff, glad we are getting little hints of it for adults. Like, Yeah, yeah. And I know people were made jokes about Game of Thrones. I was yeah. there for the conversations. I wasn't... I mean, the dragons were cool. I preferred the dire wolves, honestly, and I was very disappointed that they were almost written out entirely from the show. The dragons ate them. <laughs> <laughs> or ate their budget. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite scenes is still how Tyrion, I think it was in season two, figured out who was kind of leaking information by telling all these different people a different story. And then his sister comes at him with, you're taking her to this place? And he's like, oh, so that's who is like, <laughs> so clever. And yeah. no action. <laughs> yeah, no action. No, all the clever stuff was amazing. Like the chain, the, the fire in the harbor. When it comes to a translation of a fantasy book into like a show or a movie. I think cutting out any of the establishing information is bad. And if you can establish that information with like mm. visuals, do that. But if you can have just like passing references, like what was 
it Howl's Moving Castle? Man, I've been watching that so many times on Netflix lately. But there's this cute little scene where she's like leaving her her workplace and you see two people talking in the background and you can hear them talking and that someone mentions that the prince of the other kingdom has mm-hmm. been has disappeared and it looks yeah. like there might be war. And but it's just it's quiet and it's in the background and that's as much information as you get, but you know that there's something going on. And then there's like this parade of military going on in the city too and you're like, "Oh, this is a militaristic country like and they're like there's they're prepping for something. There's there this is this is happening for a reason." Exactly. And then like I think from that a few scenes later, you also have the planes dropping propaganda and stuff on the town and it, wow, yeah, you see the build up to the war and this is probably how an average person who's just working a random job would experience this sudden thrust of the country into war. Yeah. Uh, I think we should start wrapping up, but this has been a wonderful discussion and I hope for you listening out there that you'll join us next month when we talk about who knows what, maybe anxieties, (laughs) (laughs) maybe our inability to plan. And (laughs) I think this was probably the best choice we could make. I think it's very interesting to explore what we like in stories and how to apply that then to our own work. 